I had no idea that Don't Sweat the Small Stuff was as popular in Australia until they sent out a press release that I would be there. And I, I somehow got on a national media tour in Australia at the same time as my national speaking tour. So I was literally, <laughs> I was literally flying from coast to coast of Australia, which is a little bit like going from the East Coast to the West Coast in America, you know, just going to the appearances because they were such huge appearances. They weren't small. It was like, it was seriously all the national media that I could have ever hoped for on a book tour. <laughs> so it, it was, it was pretty crazy. And I started to realize, wow, you know, even, even all this time after Richard's passing, the brand still has such amazing legs. So it was an exciting time to see where to take it now. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And today's guest is a lovely, dear friend of mine. I met her a couple years ago in Toronto at the Titan Summit, which is a flagship event done by Robin Sharma. She is wonderful and incredible thought leader. She is Christine Carlson, the one, the only, the legendary, the partner and inspirational force behind Richard Carlson and his incredible thought leadership in the books, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Welcome to the show, Christine. Uh, thank you, Nikki. It's wonderful to be here. Hi, Michael. It's great to meet you. Thank you. Christine, the listener listening to this show is really interested in learning from you. They want to know how you got to be where you're at as this incredible, inspirational thought leader. Tell us your story. Wow. Well, my story goes back about 25 years, uh, maybe 30 years now. I you know, lose track after a certain amount of time. <laughs> so I'm as you've stated, I'm probably best known as the co-author with my late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. And so as his wife, I really supported him in the you know early stages of his career. We were college sweethearts and married very young and had a really wonderful marriage of 25 years together. And he passed away suddenly about... 11 years ago, 11 years ago, actually today. Um, oh, and wow. yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was a, a really big shock. I had fortunately and very smart on his part. He had really, even though I considered he was the main author of our family, he had introduced me into our book series very early on in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love. And so Don't Sweat the Small Stuff today is about a nine book series of books that he had started. And then I wrote three of them and then he had written all the other ones. So we would have been considered the early branding and the early group of branding authors and certainly one of the two most well-known 
branded book series like Chicken Soup for the Soul of all time, really. I mean, in the self-help world anyways. So yeah, it, it, it was an incredible journey. You know, it took 10 years and 10 books until he really hit that amazing chord in that series. And it, it was a phenomenon that swept around the world. It wasn't just that we were in like number one in the United States and on the New York Times for a hun- over 110 weeks. It was that the book went on to sweep the world in the same way. And and that just brings you to the question, like, how how is that, that, you know, some American author could write a book that could create such an impact, you know, on a global scale? And honestly, I don't know that Richard knew, like, when he wrote that book, that it was going to do that. I mean, I'm sure in his deepest desire, he was hoping it would. <laughs> so it's been an amazing journey. And the series to date has sold about close to 30 million copies and about 5 million since his passing 11 years ago. So it's had an amazing run and yeah, it's, it's just, it was, it was just incredible to experience that together as a couple. And it's also been an incredible journey for me to carry on. That's fascinating. I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a book that I'm sure every listener has either read or has seen sitting on someone's coffee table or been given a gift. How have you taken this wonderful project and how have you taken it forward recently and, and where do you plan on taking it? Well, that's a great question, Michael. For many years, I wasn't sure what to do. You know, for, for me, it was a lot of healing time you know, I kept the website going. I've, I've always like written on the website since Richard's death. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's been a real process, but it took me about, you know, two or three years to really get my sea legs on, you know, (laughs) and, and take kind of the reins of the brand. And now to this day, you know, we had the 20th anniversary this, this last year, and we're still celebrating that. And so I've really tried to take the brand and open it up to a lot of possibilities. I'm at that crossroads now where my goal is to bring it into the education world. So, you know, it's kind of a brand that has, uh, it's had a movement behind it. And it really has, like when I get all the letters and I hear about the stories and even if you go online, well, people say, well, aren't you mad that people are using your brand? And I'm like, well, what am I going to do about it? Spend a hundred percent of my time chasing them down and hiring attorneys and going after everyone for using my, it's not really what you want to do. I mean, you want to, you want people to spread the word of your work. You want people to to use the saying to, to keep it alive and well. And, and that's sort of the stand I've taken, but now it's sort of my turn to look at the brand and look at its possibilities. And it's a gold mine ready to be mined actually. I mean, it it really is. And now I'm, I'm starting to see that working with the education system is the next step for me is to bring it to schools create a curriculum, create programs around Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that will benefit, you know, college students, you know, just really start to work with the brand as, as an entity and a, and a totally new business opportunity in a lot of ways. But moreover, for me, it's about spreading the wisdom that has uh, impacted millions of people to a new generation. 
It's remarkable. It's quite a legacy that uh, that you have here, and I I agree. I think it's a uh, so many possibilities and opportunities. I mean, with the numbers that you've you've stated, over thirty million copies sold. I mean, that's a big big audience of people that know and love what uh, what's in those books. Yeah, and it, it's all around the world. You know, I, I a few years back I went on a speaking tour in Australia with a couple gals and. I had no idea that Don't Sweat the Small Stuff was as popular in Australia until they sent out a press release that I would be there. And I I somehow got on a national media tour in Australia at the same time as my national speaking tour. So I was literally (laughs) I was literally flying from coast to coast of Australia, which is a little bit like going from the East Coast to the West Coast in America, you know, just going to the appearances because they were such huge appearances. They weren't small. It was like, it was seriously all the national media that I could have ever hoped for on a book tour. <laughs> so it, it was it was pretty crazy. And I started to realize, wow, you know, even, even all this time after Richard's passing, the brand still has such amazing legs. So it was an exciting time to see where to take it now. Christine, that's incredible. And, you know, one of uh, Michael and I's mentors, a fellow by the name of Matt Church, he's actually Australian and a program that Michael and I have been delivering in North America is one they created for thought leaders. And thought leadership's an interesting concept. Matt Church says an expert, someone who's who knows something, a thought leader, someone who's known for knowing something. I'd say that you're definitely a thought leader because you're known for knowing something. Tell me, how have you been working on establishing your own independent thinking that builds on the legacy of what your late husband and you created together? Well, that's a, that's a really beautiful question, Nikki. You know, first of all, I just, I just want to tell you that, you know, when, when I started out, you know, my main goal was to really carry on for Richard and, Carrying on for Richard was how I really stepped into my own life. You know, it gave it gave my life. You know, have my daughters and of course your kids with the reason why you get up every day when you lose your your spouse or you go through that kind of loss. But I also had the added kind of oomph to my fire of, you know, I need to I need to live this out for Richard. You know, like he died really young and I I just knew that that's the way he would really want me to live. And I also knew that the best way to tribute him was with my own life and not to fall down. You know, we had a very blessed life. I mean, it wasn't easy, you know, to create what we did, but we were also just, it it was like the right time. We were in the right place and we were the right people. And And it just, it all kind of, you know, it took 10 years, but it was all fun and it was all magical. And, and then, you know, for me, of course, losing him was not magical. It was, it was horrific, you know, but I really had to make that choice for myself. You know, am I going to, am I going to step into this and am I going to take the ball that's been thrown me, even though it was quite a curveball? Or am I going to fall down and just say, I can't do this? And I'm just, I'm just not a fall down kind of gal, you know, <laughs> I'm the I kind that, 
that's going to catch the ball. And I'm going to say, all right, I may not know what to do with this ball, but I'll figure it out. And all I have to do is be able to run, you know? And, and so that's kind of the way I looked at it early on. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what was going to come out of me. I didn't know. I, but I did know I was very awakened by my experience of losing Richard and, I kind of had all the tools, you know, I, I had learned the psychology principles with him in our youth and, you know, right out of college and, and what really what the whole Don't Sweat Wisdom is founded on. And and I had written with him and I had written my own Don't Sweat solo book. And so I had all the emotional tools. My own branding has been very interesting because you know, the messaging and the work that I have created over the years has all been about healing and, you know, about living the big stuff. And in a lot of ways, we really complete each other in that way, complete our life's work, because, you know, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff is really about how to live life on a day-to-day basis with greater ease and grace and happiness and how to focus on what matters to you. And and my messaging is like, how, how do you get through and how do you heal from, you know, big change and big transition and particularly heartbreak? So it's been such a gratifying journey. I can't even begin to describe to you that when I see a widow or, or somebody I've worked with who's gone through loss and they're glowing and their life has come back to them and, and I you know, hear from them. And I know that I was able to carve a pathway of hope for them and, and, and let them know, you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. You're going to walk stronger. You're going to, you're going to get that bounce back in your step someday. You just have to go through this, this kind of really messy process. And, and once you do, you, you're going to come back to life and, and your life is going to be great. You know, (laughs) But it's hard to say that to a new a person who's newly going through loss, but they look in my eyes and I always say that look in my eyes and what do you see? And they always say, I see hope. And I said, would you, that's exactly right. You see hope because there's a lot of hope for your future. You just have to get through this time. And, and, you know, that's what my messaging has been all about. I finished a book this summer called from heartbreak to wholeness, the hero's journey to joy. And that'll be coming out in June of 2018. And I've, you know, just been working to help people go through those times, those hard times. I always say you don't sweat the small stuff when you're living the big stuff. And there's nobody that has disagreed with that. It's fascinating, and you've you've uh, you've continued the legacy wonderfully. I'm curious, when were you in Australia? I've been in Australia a few times, but just a couple of years ago was the last visit I've had in Australia. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's remarkable the the response that you you've gotten uh, in Australia, and I'm sure if you went to many places on the planet, it would be the same with the legacy that that you've both created. You know, looking at yourself in this, you know, obviously you were collaborating with your late husband. Uh, you've had to go through your own. Like I can't even imagine what that journey would have been like. What what challenges did you come up against as you went through this kind of really finding your own way with what you've both done to now doing it on your own? 
You know, I say the biggest challenge that I've had is learning how to discern not only the opportunities that are there, but also the people to work with. You know, that in the world of the internet, I have found that there's there's just a lot of people that um, say that they know how to do something and they put themselves out there. There's a lot of smoke screen and mirrors, let's just say that. And I've definitely had my um, my hard knocks working with people who I, I just didn't, in my world of being a self-help author and having been in that world for so long, the people that I knew were all high integrity individuals. I, I never met a person in that world that wasn't. Maybe there were some arrogant people, but they were all high integrity. And, you know, that just isn't necessarily the case these days. And there's a lot of people in the world, the, you know, personal growth world and just in the the space of marketing that they're not high integrity. And that's just the truth of it. And I'm sorry to say that, but you know, you, you have to really be able to vet people and and vet people that you're going to hire and make sure that they're not just, you know, people that are saying that they can do something, but they've actually got a track record. Absolutely. I remember there was a car, this is way back, like, I guess it would have been like late 90s, early 2000, and there was this cartoon and it was uh, of a uh, little, basically, on one side of the cartoon, it was a, a woman that was uh, talking with somebody online, and the other side of the cartoon was a dog sitting in front of the car, uh, in front of the computer, <laughs> saying, "I'm this wonderful guy," <laughs> right? And it yeah. was like I'll never forget that because that's really what it's become: is that you, you know, the internet has opened up all these wonderful things, but it's also it's like lowered the barrier to entry in so many areas that it's in the state of flux where you've got a lot of. A lot of good things and got a lot of challenging things, but uh, it's very yeah, interesting take. There's a huge learning curve too, you know, for everyone involved. I mean, I think that's why what you guys are doing and the work you're doing is really valuable is that, you know, you, you to learn what branding really is and how much, you know, you can spend easy. I mean, I, I if anybody who wants to write a book, I, I mean, I want to tell them right up front, look, you got to be ready to invest about a hundred grand. <laughs> And, and if you're not, then, then you're not really serious about entering into this marketplace because that's, that's kind of what it takes. And, you know, it, it, it takes that because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of momentum that needs to be created to be in the space of the internet. And, you know, that's, that's the education that I've learned. And I've probably spent more than two and a half times that or more over the years and just, in just figuring all of that out. You know, I remember I was at a Brendan Burchard event and I remember thinking, Oh my God, I'm so not going to go pay him $20,000 to sit in his mastermind. And then I, I, now I'm thinking, Oh my God, I wish I had done that. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, how, what a, what a bargain that would have been, you know, like to go and be in Brendan Burchard's mastermind for $20,000. But geez, I didn't know that. And I didn't really know you know, what I was looking at and the, you know, the machine that it, that it is to be branded. And, you know, and I, you know, it's, it's been like, that's why it's a huge learning curve and the internet has come a long way in the last five or six years, you know, um, 
I remember being at that, at that Brendan Burchard event and he's saying, you know, this is all going to be mobile. Everything's going to be mobile. And I remember just thinking, how does he know this? And what does that mean? And, you know, and I, at that point, I don't even think I knew what a landing page meant. <laughs> wow. So, you know, there's a huge education to be had in, in the world of branding your thought leadership and, and then how do you go about that in a way that's authentic, you know, and, and real and not smokescreen and mirrors? Because ultimately, you know, the consumer is getting much smarter and thank goodness, you know, they're getting very savvy about, you know, who they're going to follow and why they're going to follow that person. And, you know, these days, if you're going to write a book, you better be prepared to do it in a way that is very real because people want real. They want to know you are who you say you are. You are walking your talk and that they can trust you. And, and believe me, I've, I, like I said, I've had some great leaders, some great friends in the industry, and I've also been taken a few times. So, <laughs> but I, can- I, I, I can relate. I resemble that remark, Christine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's, what can I say? I think, I think, I think we all, if we've been around a while in, in the business and in the industry can say that that's true. Um, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. Christine, there's this concept Michael and I have developed around the thought leader's journey. And we say there's five stages to the thought leader's journey. There's the newcomer who's just getting started out and the newcomer is excited and they have something wonderful inside them in terms of a message but the challenge with being a newcomer is they don't really know what they're doing and many of them never get past the stage of being a newcomer because they don't figure out how to take that excitement and turn it into something commercial the next stage is a stage we call the unconscious expert. That's when someone's got some expertise and some people can actually feel that that expertise can be valuable and they they consume their material, they consume their products, they buy their services, but the, the unconscious expert, it's hit and miss what they have to offer. And as a result, uh, most of the folks in that stage don't, don't really get past that. And they kind of top out between helping uh, people in the from five to, to 30 people and making somewhere between 50 and 100,000 a year. The next stage is what we call the conscious expert. This is where a person really has some valuable expertise and the marketplace is validating and they're telling them this is good stuff, we like it. But they're in a phase where they're trading time for money and they, they make better money, they're making well into the six figures, but it's time for money and they're burning out. Then it's what we call the thought leader stage. The thought leader stage is a really good stage because people in the thought leader stage, they have real expertise. People are seeking them out. It's not about time for money anymore. And they're doing really, really well. But 1% get to that stage. And out of that 1%, less than 100th of those people get to the final phase, which we call the celebrity thought leader phase stage. And that stage is when someone's arrived, when they're well-known, when they have a well-known brand, kind of like you and your late husband have had with the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. And that's where people seek you out. That's where even world leaders seek you out and want to do business with you. And that's where your income and your influence go into the millions. And in the cases of some people like Tony Robbins into maybe even the hundreds of millions. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on these stages of the thought leader's journey. 
Well, I really, um, I can really appreciate, you know, each of those stages. And I think that's a really, it's a very well thought out system of, of helping people see where they fall in that. You know, I think with anything at any stage, you know, the person who's the newcomer who has the excitement, but doesn't really know how to harness that excitement. I mean, I think that's a great stage to be in, but you have to get right people to help you, right? Like you have to have, you have to figure out like what it is you're doing. And yeah. And I, I think that that is, I kind of see myself as sort of the thought leader that's emerging into the celebrity thought leader. That's where I kind of find myself in my own branding right now, you know, where I'm not as well known as our don't sweat the small stuff brand, but that when I attach myself to that, that really helps to elevate the Christine Carlson brand, you know, and yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And I think that's must be incredibly helpful for people to see you know, where they could be moving toward, you know, and, and where they're, what they're working toward. Why, thank you. That's really, really wonderful of you to say. Yes, we, 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 we think this, this is helpful to a lot of people in terms of clarifying their thinking. Absolutely. So you've got a lot of things coming out in the new year. What do you see for yourself in, in the next five years? Wow. You know, I, I feel just so grateful that I can see myself two years out. <laughs> I've never been much of a five-year planner, to be honest. We can um, say but four. I, <laughs> we can say four. <laughs> just to make but you stretch, I, right? I do know that I just feel like, you know, I, I feel so blessed to have my health and to be like young on some level for my age, um, you know, because I just, I feel like the next five years for me are going to be really rolling, you know, like I, I just have this sense that I've only just started and I can feel that this is a year of very powerful partnerships for me, um, where I'm partnering with people who I feel like have something, you know, equal to offer me, you know, where I'm bringing myself and my brand and they're bringing themselves and their brand and, and we're going to create things together. And I, I really love that because I'm, I'm so much more happy, like working on a team than I am working isolated and on my own, <laughs> even though I love, like, I love the writing, like I love writing books. It's, it's probably, it is my passion is is a, I am a writer now, and I, I wouldn't have said that necessarily when my husband was alive, but I've written so much over the last 11 years that now I am a writer. I mean, that's what I am. I, I can totally own that career now and and with joy because I, I've realized that that's, you know, that's one of the gifts that I have to share. So I'll always be writing, and I think that um, – the rest of, you know, the, I'm going to be launching a birthing your book program where I'm going to help other people write their books. And, you know, this whole thing in the education, I've got a plan with that going and it's, it's all very exciting. So I just, I don't know where I'm going to be, but I do know that I know that I'm going to take, uh, the don't sweat brand to its next level. Finally, like I've been waiting for the right idea and the right you know, that was, that's one thing I would say to people is, 
you know, there's no, you don't have to necessarily rush if your physical needs are being met. You know, if you have, and I've been very blessed that way. Like I've, I've been very blessed to have a a series that continues to, you know, um, make huge royalties. And so I, I have income from those books and from the books that I write and, but I've been waiting for just the right time for me to uncover what is the next move for don't sweat the small stuff. And not, I've had so many opportunities and so many different, you know, things that have come up over the years, but you know, I just really feel like in the education world, don't sweat the small stuff is going to soar. And it's because um, the decision makers in that world are all fans of the series. And so it's, it's like the right time and the right place to get it out to the next generation. And then as far as my branding goes, you know, I, I love working with people. I love going on retreats. I love helping people. And, and that's where the Christine Carlson brand will, will thrive is in the interpersonal work that I do and in the event work that I do. And so that's kind of where I see myself. Thanks for asking. <laughs> My pleasure. And it's uh, it's a very interesting and exciting. Sounds very exciting for where you're, where you're headed. Christine, great answer. And as I said, I'd love to chat with you offline about some of the stuff. I think it's powerful stuff you're doing. I'd love to share some insights with you if you're up for it. We'd like to end off every episode by asking you, our guest, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on to elevate their life and their business? So what say you? Well, I have to say that the first thing is, you know, every day wake up, and, you know, be inspired, you know, like figure out what it is that inspires you early in the morning when you wake up, have a ritual. Your meditation um, is key. It's amazing to opening up all the possibilities in your world. But more than that, you know, just wake up inspired, be inspired, do what you have to do to um, get your inspiration going. As a thought leader, you you can't, I mean, th- inspiration is everything. <laughs> you are not going to go very far as a thought leader if you are not inspired. So figure out what inspires you and do more of that. And, and always, you know, always work toward, you know, staying inspired. And, and, you know, if you feel like you're burned out one day, you know, take some time you know, spend some time in nature, get away from it, you know, you'll come back and you will be inspired. The second thing is just to know what excites you, what really lights you up about what you're doing. We, when we're ignited with passion, you know, then we're on purpose. And I, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do that, and that's just every career. There's some things that you're going to love about your career and there's other things that you have to do you know, but really spend more of your time doing what excites you and what you feel passionate about and let other people do the other stuff because they could be super excited about doing that. My assistant will tell you, she says, Chris, it's never a dull moment working with you. That's <laughs> and, awesome. and, yet, and yet she loves to do that stuff that I don't want to do. You know, she loves to have a list that she can knock off and she's so quick at it that I have to, I have to be careful not to put something on her list that I might want to change my mind on because she'll knock it off so fast. <laughs> wow. 
So do what excites you in your work and then, you know, give it your best, you know, give everything you do the best of who you are and then let go of the rest, you know, just, just let go of outcomes and expectation and, and what you think it should be. Because my, I'm here to tell you that most things can turn out much greater than you ever thought possible. But if you are so stuck on a plan and you are so stuck on it being what you think it is, you actually may be limiting what it could be. And I have learned that in my life, that my life has far exceeded any expectation that I could have had as a young girl in every aspect. Like I, I couldn't have dreamed up the life that I've lived. And, and I, I've also, I've learned in that, that sometimes when you're able to, you know, give everything your best and let go of the, you know, let go of the rest, let go of the expectations. It's just a way to open up all possibility. It's a way of saying to the universe, you know, you are the instrument, you are here, you are fully willing to, to be whatever is called on you to be. And, and you trust that it's all going to work out in the, in the best for everyone. I love it. Those are fantastic. So Christine, tell us, about this new program that you're doing called Birthing a Book so we can tell our listener about it. Well, um, I decided that um, one of the things, well, people kept asking me, you know, when you were saying how thought leaders get asked things, well, there's, there's always these themes that come up and people kept asking me. And over the years, we've helped so many people, you know, bird their books. And so, and I remember back when Richard was alive, he would say, geez, if I could find a way to get paid for all the ways I help people, <laughs> like bring We could talk books. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. He, but that was back in the day. I mean, seriously, we're talking 11 years ago. So it, it was like he, he would help a lot of people um, and, and, he, and happy to help. And I'm, you know, happy to help. But I just, it's just a theme that kept coming up for me. And because I have such an, a broad knowledge of publishing and also now I have quite a track record myself, I've just finished my sixth book. So I, you know, I, I just, I just decided, wow, this is a great idea. And a lot of people are doing it, but a lot of people aren't going to do it the way Deborah Evans and I are going to do it. So we're going to, promise these, uh, you know, very select people. And if you might be listening, you might think you're one of them, you know, please visit my website at christinecarlson.com and just go to the assist at christinecarlson.com and just let me know that you're interested because this is going to, you're going to birth a real legacy book with us and it, and it's going to be substantial. So it's not just like an Amazon bestseller book or whatever. This is more like you know you're supposed to write a book, but you just, you haven't done it. And it feels like something that's nagging at you. And, and you know that it's part of what you're here to do. And, and those are the, those are the 10 people at a time that we're going to be working with. And Deborah Evans is very renowned in her own right. She's got an amazing resume of best-selling authors that she's worked with, including Debbie Ford, um, the late Debbie Ford. And she um, just helped content develop with me, my latest book as well. So she's she's really going to be an integral part of this um, Birthing Your Book program. And I'm super excited about it. That's fantastic. Well, if you're listening to this, Christine Carlson, 
the the co-author and co-creator of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series of books is telling you that she's going to help you birth your own book. So I suggest that if you haven't, go to her website, check it out. By the way, go buy a whole bunch of copies of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. In fact, buy her whole library of books, buy multiple copies of them and give them away as gifts to your friends and family and clients because they're amazing and they will inspire people. And here's one other thing. If you're listening to Christine and you've been inspired by her and you're thinking to yourself, I've got some expertise. I wonder if it's worth something out there in the marketplace. I wonder if my expertise is being fully utilized, if I'm able to commercialize it. And here's what I have to tell you. Jump on a call with us. Go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. If you got something big in you, if you're wondering if you could be the Christine Carlson of your niche, wonder no more. Go to that link, book the call with us. It's absolutely free. And let's get you on the way to quieting the chattering monkeys in your head and commercializing your genius, your thought leadership. Christine Carlson, thank you so much for honoring us by being on our show. Thanks, guys. It's been wonderful. Really appreciate you. Thank you. That wraps another episode of the Thought Leader Revolution. To learn more about today's fabulous guest, you can go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. As well, if you believe that what's in your head should be out there in the world in a much bigger way, please jump on a call with us, ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.